Welcome to JR Out Loud. My name's Judy Herman, and I'm incredibly excited today because I'm with Scott Schwartz, who is actually the son of Stephen, so I'm loving the fact that you both have an S, and I'm thinking that your parents said, oh, let's have another S Schwartz. Is that, that is right? exactly right. Actually, we have a family tradition <laughs> that the firstborn male child has the initials SLS, so both my father and I, and going back a couple of generations, we're all SLSs. All right. So what's the middle name? Mine is Lawrence. And his? Uh, is actually also Lawrence. Oh, how beautiful. I really love that. That's a lovely tradition. I'm loving that. The Prince of Egypt on stage, based on the film, but more different, something something new. And um, it's a father-son project, because you're directing, and he's written new songs for it, and the famous songs, iconic songs, and it's all very exciting. Yes, well, we're really thrilled about it, and we've been working together on it for about seven years, uh, with also the writer Philip Lezebnik, mm. who's written the, the script, the book, for the mm. musical. So it, we're thrilled to be here in London with the show. He's got a wonderful pedigree, I see, with Mulan and all the rest of it, your, your um, writer. Oh, he does, yeah. yeah. Phil is an incredibly talented yeah. writer and very accomplished. Yeah. I rather love the fact that you just said seven years, because that's very biblical, isn't it, seven I guess it is. I didn't, hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got, I think there will be a lot of numbers that are important in, in, in this show. So it's the story of Exodus, but it's got so much more. Because this whole idea that Moses and Ramses are brothers, and then, and then there's this terrible parting of the ways, quite literally. That's something that was new for the film, I think, wasn't it? Well, that's correct. Uh, the show is, of course, a retelling of the uh, early part of the book of Exodus, uh, basically through when the Hebrews cross the Red Sea and uh, finally leave Egypt. Uh, so it's really the Passover story. But the focus of it is, is on these two brothers and the relationship between Moses and Ramses, who think they are full brothers at the beginning of the show, biological brothers. But Moses, over the course of the first act, discovers the truth of his his identity, his background, which is that he is a Hebrew and how that changes their relationship mm -hmm. and how that tears them apart, but mm -hmm. they also learn from it. And what we've really tried to do is focus the show on the family and make it about the human dynamics and make it about people like you and me mm -hmm. dealing with extraordinary circumstances, mm -hmm. but it's still people who could be living here in London in 2020. How do we deal with extraordinary circumstances. Yes, it is an extraordinary circumstance because there can only be guilt and regret if you've been brought up together. And you, you, can never, you can't really win, can you? Even if you win and escape. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about Moses now. I mean, but he, he, he's going to be conflicted, really, forever, I guess. Well, I think that's true, as I think Ramses is. Um, but I think part of what the show explores is how this relationship is challenged, how this relationship is changed, but ultimately how their love remains. Mm -hmm. So it is sad in some ways, it is bittersweet, and there is a tragic element to the story, but there's also a hopeful element to the story mm -hmm. in that they both move forward at the end of the show mm -hmm. with a new understanding of each other and frankly a new understanding of life. Well, I'm, I'm quite glad to hear that. The other thing that I'm fascinated by as a woman is that the women are very important in this story, and there's something else that 
Zipporah is very important, who is the wife, becomes the wife of Moses, and Jethro, his father-in-law, who right through the book of Exodus is there advising him. And, and then, the, I don't even think it's an elephant in the room. They're not Jewish. He's, the fir- he's married out, and it's brilliant because she's married in. And, and so all the templates should be set for the whole future of the, of the Jewish people, but that's okay. Well, I think that's true. Jethro and and Zipporah, who is a central character in the show and very, very important and greatly affects the journey of not only Moses, but of the whole story. Um, She is a Midian and her father is a Midian. And there's not that much known about the Midians. We've done quite a bit of research and actually there's a limited amount of information about them. But they are a different culture than the Hebrews. And so... Yes, I mean, he does intermarry, I guess, when you think about it that way. Well, I really like that, and there's a big lesson here for now. Well, I think that's true. And, I mean, just to go back to your initial point, in addition to Zipporah, there's also Miriam, Mm. Moses' sister, who is a very important character Mm. in the show and, and, you know, has has sort of the most famous song in the show. Mm. Um, But also Moses' mother, Yochaved, who we meet um, and reappears a couple of times, plays a very important role, and his adoptive mother, Tuya, the the queen of Egypt, um, is a very important character. Actually, and Ramesses' wife, Nefertari, uh, is a very important character. So the women in this story play an absolutely pivotal role and are central characters yeah. to the whole telling. Well, that... And, and so they are brave, they are nurturing. So I, I love that. I and mean, I can tell that already just from, uh, as I said, I have to admit that I haven't seen the film, but I've done a, a lot of reading around it and looked at what I can online. And then you've got this beautiful new love song that your father's written for Zipporah and Moses. It's gorgeous. Yes, Never in a Million Years, it's oh. called, and it's a beautiful new song for the show. Mm. And it's one of ten, I think. Well, we were counting, mm-hmm. and actually... We've been saying that it's mm-hmm. 10 new songs because it may be 10 new songs mm-hmm. in their entirety, but there are 22 songs which mm-hmm. are in the show wow. overall, <laughs> some of which are reprises mm-hmm. or use reused material. But looking through the list of songs compared to the movie, there are only two of the 22 that are not different at all. Even songs that are basically the same as in the movie have had some mm-hmm. changes made to him. So it's really a new score. Yeah. Although we could say, hello, the big number 10 is important too, couldn't we? So well, we'll <laughs> stick with 10 then. <laughs> but no, I, I get your point that there's so much that's new in it. But how do you, of course, if you've got a cartoon on a screen, you can do what you like. What do you, I mean, suddenly you're on stage, so what do you do about God? Miracles, you've got plagues, you've got rods that become snakes. There's all sorts of things going on, burning bushes. You can't burn the theatre down. So illusion must be very important. And also, I really do want to ask you about God. Absolutely. Well, um, we're using all sorts of different theatrical techniques to realize these miraculous events. And one of the things that's been important to us is to explore how the human beings on stage, the actors who are creating this, our wonderful ensemble, can use their bodies and use dance to help embody the miracles. And so the burning bush, not to give too much away, is actually our entire ensemble. Mm -hmm. And they sing the voice of God. It's the entire ensemble singing the voice of God. So it's many voices in one. 
Um, but they create the burning bush out of their bodies, mm. but then there is also fire, which yeah. sort of magically appears. Mm. And so we've tried to combine theatrical ingenuity and physical theater and dance and these remarkable physical acts that our cast does with illusion, with effects, mm. to create these kind of holistic images for the miracles. I particularly like you saying that you've got many voices for God because that just sounds like such a brilliant idea. So um, we don't know. We, we we like to think of God as being non-gender specific. I'm a liberal Jew. <laughs> but I, I think it would be sort of almost rude to God to, to give God a gender. So I think what you're doing sounds good to me. And anyway, Elohim is a plural word for God. God yes. is plural. So plural voices sounds very good to me. Well, and that's exactly what we've done all of the times at, you hear God speak in the show. And there are a, a couple of mm. them, uh, pretty famous ones from the story of mm. Exodus. You hear God's voice through this choral sound, and it's beautiful, and it's very rich, and it's very musical, but it is sort of the whole community mm. who is, of the Hebrews who are telling this story mm. and enacting this story who embody the voice of God. That, that just sounds wonderful. So um, the resonances, there are two things I wanted to ask you, actually. I do want to ask you about resonance for now, but this is sort of relevant. Having had a look and a listen, I don't know what your choreography is like, on stage, but there's a fair old bit of referencing to the horror and sort of Israeli dancing we're kind of used to in the film, I notice. Mm -hmm. There's quite a lot of Hebrew in the film, some of which seems to come, I mean, maybe all of it, uh, straight from um, the liturgy or the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. So you talk to me about that, you know, and uh, how it works in relation to Hasidim, Jews, are the music we expect, or, and, and indeed Israel, Sabras, and dancing the horror. <laughs> well, our, we have a brilliant choreographer. His name is Sean Cheeseman, and he's Canadian um, and has made a major career for himself around the world, including on a lot of uh, television shows now, including this show in America that's very popular called So You Think You Can Dance, where um, they, they do mm. these amazing numbers, and mm. he's one of the lead choreographers on that. And he's used many different influences. He's definitely used influences from Hebrew dance and uh, Israeli movement and things like the horror, and there are, there are touches of that. But there's also uh, African dance mm, styles good. because the show mm. is set in northern Africa. Mm. There's He has a style that he uses called Afro jazz, which Ooh. has a kind of modern quality to it and there's some modern dance in the show so it's actually a big dance show mm. there are certainly numbers which are kind of these are dance numbers like a song called through heaven's eyes that jethro sings yes. the egyptians and the way the egyptians move is very much processed through dance because the egyptians are very important characters mm. as well um, but he's invented a whole physical language which mm. draws on many sources uh, that's very exciting, I think. And you've got a big cast, haven't you? Very large. Mm. It's 38, I think, yeah. which for a West End musical is is very large. Yes, and, and wonderful scenic designs coming along because I, I, I was trying to get a glimpse of them. It was hard to, to see it, you know, just, just looking on, online. But um, in the film, of course, they use an awful lot of what we expect, you know, the, the tomb pictures and that sort sure. of thing. So is this something a bit different, I think? It, it's very different, actually. We wanted to make this uh, true 
work for the theater mm-hmm. that we take the story from the film and the wonderful songs and and also the inspiration mm-hmm. from the film because it is a great animated feature many people consider it one of the best of all time um you know i leave that to everyone to judge mm-hmm. but but there are many who have said that but we've tried to make this a theater piece it is not a recreation of the film on stage it is not literal in the way that a film can be it will be spectacular, I think. It will be um, full of life and full of humanity, but we've wanted to tell the story using theatrical techniques and, again, using the actors' bodies and using the actors' ingenuity to create this world and not relying on tons of scenery and stuff like mm. that, that, that the magic of it and the theatricality of it and the spectacle and I think there will be quite a lot of spectacle in it is about the scale of these events and the Mm. way this remarkable cast uh, creates them before your eyes yes tell me about your cast because you've got some very exciting people like Gary Wilmot in it I see oh it's (laughs) I feel like the luckiest director in the world (laughs) I adore this cast they are to a person uh, unbelievably talented, marvelous actors, marvelous singers, marvelous dancers. Mm. Yes, we have Gary who's mm. playing Jethro, and he brings such joy mm. and humor and love and light into the room, both as a, as a person mm. in our process, but also in the role. We have, you know, the brilliant Luke Brady playing Moses, mm. who's a marvelous singer. And, you know, one of the most extraordinary actors I think I've had the privilege of working with. He's a, he's an amazing actor. Liam Tomney is Ramesses, mm. who is just perfect for the role. Um, but, you know, we have Debbie Currup playing Queen Tuya, and Debbie's an Olivier Award nominee, mm. and she's marvelous. Uh, Joe Dixon plays Seti, the I pharaoh. I really, really And he has the best voice in the mm. world. He has this incredibly yes, rich voice. And he's, Gosh, a, he's a marvelous actor. Mm. I mean, again, I, I have 38 people I could list, so I won't take up no, all your time. No, no, but, but it's, I'm just saying... It's it, an no, extraordinary is... cast. Well, Alexia Cadme, uh, yes, who's playing Miriam, and Christina Aliado, who's playing Zipporah. They're all extraordinary. Yes, I, well, I guess so. And it sounds like you're having the best time ever. I hear you're going off to a sing-along, and I can't keep you too much longer. What age... I mean, obviously, you can tell me it's, you know, 5 to 105, if you like, or whatever, but what do you think the, the lowest age is? I mean, this is a rather beautiful introduction to the story. I mean, is it scary? I mean, my granddaughter's seven. I ask for a reason here. I think you'd have to use your judgment. I mean, mm. seven might be borderline, to mm. be totally honest. Mm. We... You know, this is definitely a show for families. It's meant for families Mm. to come to so they can talk about, I mean, first of all, just enjoy it, but also Mm. talk about the story and Mm. and, um, some of the lessons, hopefully, within the show. But there are scary moments. Mm. I mean, we don't flinch from the telling of the story of the plagues. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. There Mm. is a moment Mm. in the show where Moses... um, accidentally but he does kill a guard and you see that action i mean the the tougher parts of the story Mm. are embodied on stage a a lot of it's done metaphorically Mm. so you know i think kids can enjoy it from a visual perspective Mm. without maybe fully understanding some of the 
the darkness underneath, but we're trying to be unflinching about it. I would say seven might be sort of borderline. Mm. If if it's a mature seven and you're prepared to talk after the show about some of what happens, Mm. I'd probably be okay. I think she's mature but rather delicate about death at the moment, so we'd have to keep putting the radio off when the news is on, as you can imagine. On the other hand... There is death in the show. I mean, that's true. does know the Exodus story. She does so, know about the plague. She's been through seven sages. Yes. Well, <laughs> so, I will tell you, my daughter, who is now three, who's come oh. to visit rehearsal on uh, a number of occasions, she likes dancing along with the plagues because the plagues has a great beat to it. So, really? so she actually does a little dance to it usually, which which I just think is adorable and hilarious. Oh yes, one of the um, Alice absolutely adores to sing and dance. So, mm. You know, that's mm. why I sort of wanted her to be able to come. I and, I think she could mm. because there's so much dance in the show and and again you know we do tell the part of the story Mm. of the death of the firstborn which you which you must Mm. i mean it's an essential part of the story but you know we do tell it in a in a bit of a metaphorical way do you even manage the parting of the red sea and all the rest of it where did we stop you have to i mean that's (laughs) that's we stop after they cross the red sea Mm. so Mm. absolutely we part Mm. the red sea and that's a moment Mm. of Mm. some some pretty big theatrical spectacle. Mm, wow, I can't wait to see it. I really can't. It's going to look gorgeous, isn't it? I mean, the costumes are lovely, I think. I'm going down to look at them in a minute. I, I hope so. I think mm. so. I'm very excited about the work mm. all of the design team are doing. I mean, they're a remarkable, mm. you know, award-winning group of yeah. designers. And it will be running right over Passover, obviously. I know. Mm. It'll be a great time mm. to see the show. All right, so finally, I, I did. we didn't quite nail this. I sort of started asking you about the resonance for now. Because that's very important. We've got so many people on the move, and they meet such misery as they do their forty years in the wilderness. They seem to be doing right now, don't they? I mean, where where do you see it? Because we've got the Egyptians to worry about and the um, Israelites. So, can you talk a little bit about that to finish off? Well, I mean, I do think it's a story that's very um, powerful for right now, and I do think it's certainly a Jewish story. It's one of our our most important. Um, stories and and holidays and part of our religious belief but i think it's a story for all people it is a story about people who are enslaved it's a people about people a story about people who are um lost and have to find themselves it's a story about family and it's a story i have learned having now worked on the show for seven years that speaks to many different cultures around the world um, and many different religions around the world. And so we're just trying to tell it as truthfully and with as much depth and as much um, honesty as we can. And hopefully people will take from it what they will. Well, actually, what is it like working with your dad? Is it all sweetness and light or... There is some sweetness and light. We have a very good relationship, and we don't work together very often. Mm. I mean, I'm a director, an artistic director. He's a writer, so it's a, it, we've only a couple of times done it. But we've been having a great time. But we try to really um, approach our work as professionals. And mm. when we're at rehearsal, when we're in the room, he's the composer lyricist, and I'm mm. the director. And we just try to treat each other respectfully as we try to treat everyone else. Yeah. And you were brought up... You know, is your Judaism important to you? Because it's such a Jewish show, and lots of your dads are. I mean, Rags, is, I only saw the other day and absolutely loved, but he does do quite a lot of Jewish work, doesn't he? He does, yeah. No, that is important to him. And I think those stories speak to him, and they mm. speak to me as well. And I was raised 
um, with an understanding of, of my Jewish background and my Jewish heritage, so that is very important to me. Yeah, but going to synagogue or more culturally, would you say? More culturally, but um, but you know, every once in a while we did, mm-hmm. and we did celebrate a Passover. It was one of my <laughs> one of one of my favorite holidays of the year, actually. Well, that's good to know. We'll all celebrate Passover with you this year, metaphorically. Thank you. I think that's a beautiful place to stop and let you go to your, what do you call it, this sing-along you're going to? It's called a zitzprobe, sit and sing, a zitzprobe. Or zitzprobe, I think, is the proper pronunciation. It is German. It's a German term. Absolutely love that. I've learned something very new today. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you go and enjoy that, and I can't wait to actually hear the songs and see the show. And bless you for sparing me the time, Scott Schwartz. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Are we using the tassels from that? No, just the green, just the one. green ones. Oh, yeah, let's just send us some random ones. I'm sorry, sorry just, just eavesdropping. I mean, using the tassels from that <laughs> does it for me. But I'm so excited because I'm downstairs where the costumes happen. And someone very kindly, a brilliant needlewoman at minimum, is going to tell me a little bit more about it. Can you just introduce yourself, please? Uh, yes, my name's Lydia McDonald, um, and I'm one of the uh, assistant costume supervisors on the show. Wow. Does that mean you have to be there as well, one of you, during the actual performances, or is it for now when you're building them? It's mostly for now when we're building the show. Mm. Um, we stay pretty much until press night, so we're around for the preview mm. performances, um, and then as soon as the show opens officially, we pack up and leave them to it. I mean, we're surrounded by the most incredible designs, and they're not just, oh, like the pictures you'd expect from your, your old illustrated Bible or even from the film, are they? They're, they're quite very inspired. I suppose they have, people have to dance in them and all the rest of it, but they've got to do the business and tell the story. And there's wonderful colours and, and lots of opportunity to show muscles, legs, all the rest of it. So what, what do you think the main inspiration behind it is? I mean, I'm just looking at... My daughter's called Jessica, and here is someone called Jessica playing Midian Woman 7. But it's gorgeous, and she looks like a sort of Amazonian warrior. Yes. Um, I mean, it's quite difficult for me to answer that. I think it would probably be mm. a better uh, question for the designer, but I do know that an awful lot of research has gone into this. Mm. She's been working on this for months and months prior to us actually starting the job. Um, and there's been a huge... I mean, we've had so much reference material and research material mm. handed to us for each and every costume for where her ideas have come. Um, and I think they're a huge mixture um, of... of you know, sort of uh, some modern with a twist uh, Mm. and also um, looking at um, sort of Egyptian looks and what inspired um, the Egyptians and also the the sort of areas that we are in. So with the Midian costumes, you know, we've gone very sort of that very tribal ethnic, Mm. lots of colours, lots of texture, some really interesting fabrics, um, lots of trims. Um, and just sort of tried to make it as vibrant and as interesting as possible, um, which sort of then um, contrasts really heavily with the Hebrews who are all in sort of very muted colours, so greys and browns and and sort of very um, sort of downtrodden almost you know they've got that because they're the you know they're the slaves in the show they're Mm. they're under um you know they're working for for the 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 family their um Mm. their costumes are then broken down quite a lot and so we make them look like they've been very um you know, worked in and lived in. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, poor souls been eating, sleeping, working in them. Exactly. Years, and then escaping into the dust of the desert. Exactly, too. yes. Mm-hmm. And so what we're looking at, we've got wonderful, vibrant colours. I mean, quite earthy, but... Yes. Still with, you know, greens and, and mustards and, and golds. 
absolutely wonderful. It is quite an African inspiration, because I suppose they are uh, Midian, Midianites. I must be in Africa, I guess. I, I'm not 100% sure, but yes, we've certainly taken mm. um, a lot of uh, the, the, the fabrics and some of the designs have certainly been very heavily influenced mm. by a lot of the, the, the African fabrics and tribal looks. Because what we haven't talked about is the, what we would expect, and I presume I'm looking, yes, I'm looking at Egyptian, that we do expect the sort of white flowing robes, don't we, from the tomb paintings, but these are something more, something different, I think. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got two sets here. We've got um, the Egyptian mothers, which are a sort of much more toned-down version of the Egyptian noble families. Um, we see them just after they've all lost their babies. Oh, so oh, it's sort of oh. we've gone much more um, muted. So the mm. white dresses with just a very small hint of um, some detail and decoration mm. on them, and all in um, sort of dark blues, mm. navies, and sort of coppery kind of colours. Whereas um, the Egyptian nobles, on the other hand, are mm. much more rich-looking and much more vibrant. So while the base of their costumes are all um, different, sort of very uh, lovely, sort of luxurious fabrics in white and quite diaphanous mm. and quite um, sort of almost see-through, um, they then have a lot of very rich decoration to them. So a lot mm. of golds, a lot of purples, and that sort of lovely um, turquoisey blue, just yeah. to you know jazz them up a bit. <laughs> and have they tried them on? Have they had lots of fittings yet? Uh, yes, we have had an awful mm. lot of fitting so far. <laughs> <laughs> We've still got many more to go. Um, we fit we fitted nearly the entire show now uh, we've got the few last little bits and then obviously with the principals we do sometimes second mm. and third fittings depending on um, how intricate the costumes are and sort of you know what changes in a fitting because mm. quite often stuff will be modified and adapted very slightly in a mm. fitting depending on um, how the, the, the actor feels how the designer feels when she sees it or depending on the movement that we've then found out mm. what they need mm. to do after the rehearsals and, and were they excited Oh yeah, they've been re it's been really lovely actually. All of their reactions have been really great mm. so far. Um, it's been a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of excitement. Um, mm. I mean, yeah. You've got lots of children in it, obviously. And um, I bet I was just looking at pictures of children's costumes. They must be over the moon. <laughs> yeah, they're really they're lovely. The kids. We've got three girls and three boys mm. um, who will alternate the shows. Um, mm. So yeah, we've done a sort of very brief fitting with the kids. We're doing the the next lot of fittings with them this mm. week. So. I'm just looking at Miriam's costume, Emily Cleese, how she pronounces her name, I don't know. But, um, uh, and I know you said it was all very beautiful, it's beautiful, I mean, it's got a lot of movement in mm. it, a lot, an overskirt, an underskirt, very pretty sleeves, you know, crossover on the breast and all the rest of it. So, it, you know, it's very feminine and yet powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of very strong female characters in yes, this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you've got so finally, I'm, I must let you go, obviously, and I want to thank you so much, but just... There's some wonderful rich fabrics. I'm, I'm just, my eyes were, I'm like a little magpie here. I know, it's wonderful, yeah. isn't it? We've sort of scoured London um, to find, uh, you know, we've done all the sort of main fabric shops mm. that there are, but also there's been a lot of um, markets and, you know, lots of little independent shops and stalls mm. and stuff that we have searched. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, I mean, we even went over to Germany for a day to, wow. to get some fabric. So, you Gosh. know, we really have searched everywhere we can possibly find. Yeah. <laughs> In this trim, I mean, trim is a big deal, isn't it? There's yes. a lot of trim here. There's dark reds and 
at rich browns and yellows and uh, so that's what you were doing as well I mean yes. trim is a big deal isn't it yes there's mm. a huge amount of trim mm. and a huge amount of jewellery in the show mm. so now that we've got the costumes into mm. a, a good place we're now mm. sort of starting to concentrate on the more intricate bits like mm. the, the trim and the detailing and stuff and all the right. costumes so yes that's quite a nice that's a nice job to do go and look mm. for lots of lovely trims in yeah. places yeah. so finally you're you have you always I mean was this what you wanted to do work in costumes for the stage yes it is mm. yeah so it's uh, your dream job, I it hope. It is, yes. <laughs> Very lucky I actually get to yeah. do it. So, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank Not you so much Thank for talking you. to me. Thank you, Lydia. I really appreciate it. That's okay. It. Thank you. Anyway.